I honestly feel like this hockey life has also forced me to be independent, just spending so much time alone, especially somewhere new. Like never would have lived in Allentown, Pennsylvania, if it wasn't for hockey. And I felt like when we first came here, I literally didn't know how to be independent and spend time on my own. I didn't even mention, but I have a twin sister and she also went to Boston University. So until I graduated, I had never had to spend time on my own ever. Like I was always with friends, always with my twin sister. And if Max would leave, I'd be like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'd be so anxious. And so this year and like our year of long distance have been so good for me that I've learned how to like enjoy my alone time. Cause you have to be okay with being alone, especially when they're away so much for hockey, if they're on road trips or this season, Max and I are just apart, you know, you're listening to breaking the ice a podcast and community created for wives and girlfriends of professional hockey players, but since has turned into so much more. Stories shared by women around the globe who come together for a sense of connection and community. You may be in the sports industry, a hockey parent, an athlete, or a person who just enjoys podcasts, but I can promise you, you'll be inspired by these women every single day while we evolve through the tips, tricks, do's and don'ts for all things hockey. And guess what? So much more. For women, by women, but especially for a hockey community. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I was starting to record this and the winds here in Vienna are actually insane. I had no idea how windy it is here. I look at my weather app and it actually says 25 miles per hour winds, which is a vehicle. So you may hear that in the background because my mic picks up pretty much every single noise. It kind of makes it hard to like go for a walk with your dogs or go outside to the park because I feel like I'm like legit about to get blown away. I last week went on a solo trip to Prague. My friend Katie actually met up with me there, but... I drove there from Vienna with my one-year-old son, and it was actually really fun. Not that I didn't think it was going to be fun, but I was like, how is this going to go? Am I going to actually be able to enjoy myself? My son is pretty laid back, pretty go with the flow. Obviously, he's a baby, so he still, you know, cries from time to time or gets fussy, but he did actually really well, and I was pretty proud of myself. I did have a couple moments of oh my God, this is, I don't know if I can do this again, but overall it was a really fun memory and experience and I got to cross something else off my bucket list. I'm much more of like a hotel goer myself. Like if I'm going on vacation, I find that I can't really necessarily relax at an Airbnb. I mean, I have definitely stayed at a lot of nice Airbnbs, very relax worthy, you know what I mean? But I also have stayed at some shit Airbnbs where I am like disgusted or the bed is super uncomfortable and I leave that trip feeling really just not refreshed and more exhausted than when I actually came there. I've also had a couple slip ups with not selecting air conditioning on Airbnbs and then just like absolutely roasting the whole time I'm going somewhere. Obviously, I know that's pretty standard in Europe, but I'm I mean even back in the US and a couple of trips we've taken Back home, I have not selected that option. And then I'm like, what the actual hell? So I am much more of like a hotel person. 
something that I would have all moms add to your baby registry is a slumber pod. This is like something that I'm definitely going to invest in this summer. It's like this basically big black tent that you put over your pack and play. And I'm pretty sure you can put like a baby monitor. You can put um, a sound machine. Like you can literally put anything in this tent and it essentially blocks out all of the light, all of the noise. So your kid can just chill in the hotel room and it's like they're in their own little space. So, um, that's something I wish I knew before I had a kid because I find that that would be very, very useful over here in Europe when you are traveling and if you like to travel to hotels like I do. The second night he was very, had a really hard time going down. He was very overtired. I was ugh, on thin ice, but um, thankfully the ride home the next day, he slept pretty much the entire drive home, which is very nice for me because I was pretty tired at this point. Um, you know, obviously being hands-on 24-7 without relief. So it was nice to just be able to like drive home in silence. But I got a lot of good prog recommendations from you guys. So I appreciate that. I definitely hit up a lot of the spaces that you guys recommended, including where I stayed. Other than that, we are kind of nearing the end of our season here. So our regular season actually ends this Sunday. So then we go into playoffs depending on what spot we finish on and it's pretty close within all teams and so it's kind of one of those things where we don't really know if we're going to be have a locked in spot in playoffs or whatever's going to happen and obviously I'm kind of getting that itch of okay when is the season going to be over when are we realistically going to go home um, and on top of that my husband has to get shoulder surgery and we're trying to figure out how long we have to stay after the season and all of that stuff so Obviously, I have the retreat in Nashville that I'm planning, and so I'm, like, anxious to get home because there's stuff that I need to, like, get ready for it, and I have, like, these wag bags that I'm putting together, and I'm, like, wanting to order all this stuff, so I'm, like, I want to get home, I want to get excited for this, and just, like, really focus on that. Today on the podcast, I have Gretchen Garrity joining me, and Gretchen's boyfriend, Max Willman, plays for the Philadelphia Flyers in the NHL. And Gretchen also has her own podcast called The Happy Hour Podcast. You can pretty much find her on all social channels. She started a YouTube channel when she was 14 years old. So basically before YouTube was cool. And since then, obviously it's taken off because she's been consistent with it. And she has a true following of people that are really, you know, just follow her life and what she shares. And if you've not checked out her podcast before, make sure to look it up. It's called the Happy Hour Podcast. And in this episode, we chatted about several things. Of course, we do every single week. But one of the things we talked about was the uncertainty of this lifestyle. So her and her boyfriend right now are living in two different places because he's been primarily living in a hotel for most of the season while she is in their apartment together about an hour and a half away. And so there's a lot of unknowns of when he can come down to visit or when she can go up there. But obviously her schedule is pretty flexible. So she, and they're not too far of a drive. So they're able to see each other pretty frequently. But we talk about how difficult it is when you come into this hockey world and experience all the different uncertainties that come with this lifestyle. We also chat about one of my favorite topics, which is friendships. I feel like I could talk about this all day because I think there's so many different elements of friendships. And we talk about 
meeting friends as an adult. So when you're in this hockey world, obviously you make friends that are kind of built in, right? But if you were maybe someone that's listening that's not necessarily in this hockey world, but moving for their significant other's job, you really have to branch out and go meet and make your own friends. Like, I mean, it is really hard to make friends as an adult. I will say I have found it a little bit easier now that I have a child to make conversation with people. I feel like sometimes I can be a shy person if I am in maybe a group of people that I don't really know very well, but like I have no problem striking up a conversation with someone if I feel like I want to. Um, And I think like having a kid, like if I'm at the park and there's someone that's, you know, his similar age, like I will start talking to the mom. And I actually just exchanged numbers with this mom that I met at the park last week because she has a, the same age son as I do. And they were playing at the park together. So um, we were talking about how we're going to meet up or go for a walk or go, you know, to the park with our kids. And so I think it's, it is easier sometimes if you do have a child to like make friends as, as an adult. Um, but it is kind of nice how you have like a completely built in friend group when you enter this hockey life. I have done a lot of reflecting back on like my long-term friendships and I've thought about how friendships can change and evolve over time. So there's friends that, you know, I've kind of drifted apart from, but then maybe something like brings us back together and it's a full circle kind of movement or our lifestyles can take us, you know, completely different directions where it's really hard for us to connect or have these, you know, mutual interests or conversations. And I think being in this hockey world sometimes can be a little bit difficult to maintain friendships back home. Um, and it, it is a two-way street. I have found myself kind of distancing myself from people that I don't feel that reciprocation from. Whereas like vice versa. I mean, sometimes you just like life gets busy. And when you're living so far away from home, you can't really keep in touch with like 20 people that you used to talk to on a regular basis. Unless you have like this solid group of friends. Um, but with a lot of us, obviously, we're moving around constantly And so our friends are kind of all over the place. And so to really sit down and be able to like have these conversations that make us feel connected can be really hard. But I think it is important to like, even though we talk about how maybe sometimes responding on Instagram with an emoji or something like that to your friend's story, that might not necessarily like be completely checking in with that person, but it's kind of showing like, I like this photo. This is so cute. Or just like commenting and being supportive on your friend's post. I think that's really important, especially when you are in all these long distance friendships. I really try to, if I don't have time to check in on the phone, when I do have a moment, I try to send a text, um, which is something I definitely want to prioritize because I do feel like at the end of the day and with the time difference, I get so exhausted and tired that like my brain I can't even think of like oh I want to check in with this person so for in general like I want to set intentions for the week I want to be like okay like check in with like these three friends or like set up a phone call with this family member to like touch base or whatever because sometimes I think oh my gosh I haven't talked to this person in so long and I want to make the time in the room for it so um, I do think 
that we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves too, because I, I do think friendship is a two-way street. And sometimes I find myself wondering why these friendships, some of my friendships can be feeling like distance or drifting apart, but also like not a lot of people can understand this hockey lifestyle. And this is the current chapter of life that I'm living right now. And at some point we will be retired. We will have stability. We, we will be in the same time zone as all of our friends. And yeah, anyways, that's just my little insight. I just did a little bit of reflecting that I wanted to share. So um, maybe that will resonate with some of you guys. Gretchen and I also talked about how you have to learn how to be independent in this lifestyle. If you are not an independent person, being able to put yourself out of your comfort zone and Learn how to like being alone is crucial. We get into that. And Gretchen also has a twin sister. So that is another element on top of that. I find twins so interesting. I think it's so unique and cool. Um, so we dive into that and more. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Gretchen, thank you so much for coming on Breaking the Ice. If you have a moment, Spotify actually is now letting you review podcast on Spotify. So you can go and rate Breaking the Ice five stars um, so other people can find the page. And if you have not left a review on Apple Podcasts, you can do that as well. Five stars, of course, and leave a nice little review for me. I read all of them and it means the world to me. Yay. Well, Gretchen, welcome to Breaking the Ice. I'm so excited to chat with you tonight for me, today for you, and just connect on all the things. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to come on. I've loved listening to a couple of your episodes and I just feel like we all relate in so many ways because the hockey world can just be a little hectic. So yes, it can. (laughs) So for those that don't know you, I would love for you to just introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about who you are and where you guys are at and a little bit into your hockey story. Okay. So I guess just me starting off with myself personally, I started a YouTube channel like 10 years ago now, which is so crazy. And it started off as just my hobby, something fun in high school. And it's grown into honestly my career. Um, so that's been so fun. Like I never saw that coming. And just from there, um, I would say my main platforms were like YouTube, Instagram, and then my podcast called the happy hour podcast, which is also like really just for fun and like a fun way to connect with everyone. So that's what I'm up to. And then my boyfriend's name is Max Willman and we are with the flyers organization right now. So currently he's playing for their NHL team. Um, which has just been hectic this season since he started with them this season. And so our apartment is like an hour away where their minor league team is, where he's played in the past. So he's like living in a hotel and Brody, our golden retriever and I will go and visit him whenever we can. So that's what we're up to currently. Okay. So you guys are long distance right now. Yeah. Like yesterday, so they're on all-star break right now and he got home yesterday and we were cooking dinner and I was just like, I feel like you're visiting me right now at my apartment. Like this feels so weird for you to be here. Like he hasn't been here for more than a night since like October. So I, it's weird for him being here. Like I forget what that's like to kind of live together. So, so are you, so you're, you're just an hour away or are you for, are you somewhere else? Yeah. It's not too bad. It's just like hour, hour and a half because so 
it's confusing because obviously they play in Philly um, for their home games, but their practice rink is like 20, 30 minutes away in New Jersey. So they stay in New Jersey. So yeah, it's probably like an hour and a half drive from here. Um, and so I'll always be posting in New Jersey and everyone's like, why are you in New Jersey and not Philly? And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's close. It's like just over the bridge. It's yeah. So it's kind of confusing, but okay. yeah, we just like visit when we can, but also I just having a dog, I feel bad. Like we have a backyard here and just grass and more room. And I don't know. I just like being here for him. And obviously like me doing my videos and podcasts and stuff, it's just easier being here. Um, and I you mean, bad. you don't want to live in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really like, fun. <laughs> what could the possible drawbacks be? I'm like, I need home cooked food so bad. Like the, we just visited the longest we visited for like a week. And I'm like, I have to get out of here. Like eating out every single meal just starts to feel like, ugh, you know, I know. I know. I can always tell like in my cheeks too, when I'm like eating out so much, I'm like, oh man, I got to like have a home cooked meal or something. Cause I feel like all the sodium is just like making my face like yes. balloon. Yes, uh, exactly. I was so, yeah. okay. So you were in Boston, right? I was like mm-hmm. dying at my comment to you because you were like back in bean town. And I'm like, Oh my God, I have so much fun in Chicago. Like I have to check this place out. And then I'm like thinking about, it. I'm like, wait a second. I don't think she's in Chicago. Cause then I think you posted something that you were in Boston and I'm like, I just sounded so dumb. I thought Beantown was Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not. Wait, that would make sense. Right. Because of the, isn't there like a bean sculpture or something? Yeah. The bean. Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I've never been to Chicago. So I've only like heard of it. I want to go. So was he playing in a game in Boston? Yeah. So actually that kind of leads into how we met. So we met in Boston um, at Boston University and it was my senior year. Um, This is like 2018. And he was doing his fifth year at BU, just like he had one more year of eligibility for hockey. Mm -hmm. And so to me, like Boston feels like home and we just love being there so much. And so when the Flyers played the Bruins, I was so excited to go. And Max is from Cape Cod. So like 30 of his like friends and family members, like old coaches and cousins, like everyone came to TD Garden to watch the Bruins Flyers game. And it was just so much fun. Um, So yeah, that's why I was in Boston. Okay. And, but how did you guys meet? So you just met like through mutual friends or... Okay. If you want the real tea, he, (laughs) if anyone listening, like has watched my YouTube videos or podcasts, maybe they would know a little bit more, but, um, we always say like the short story is through mutual friend. Cause we did have a mutual friend that he, that I was friends with that he grew up on the Cape, like playing hockey with who was at BU, but he had DM'd me a bunch before coming to BU. And I like never saw it. And it's like so standoffish. And I met him like September of my uh senior year so it was like right as he got there and we just like hit it off right away and he stood out to me so much from other guys at BU and he would like text me during the day and be like how's your day going and I'm like that's kind of weird like mostly guys just text you at midnight on like a Saturday (laughs) (laughs) so I was like I was like why does he want to know how my day is like that's weird and then I'm like wait he's such a sweetie so yeah that's like how that happened and now it's like three and a half years later. So enter the professional hockey world. So how has that been for you guys? So he obviously went straight from college to pro. Did you have any, idea? like, did you grow up in a hockey family? Like, did you have any idea what this lifestyle was going to 
you know, essentially do to your life. (laughs) I mean, obviously there's like so many benefits, but it's also very crazy. And there's a Mm -hmm. lot of uncertainty as well. Oh yeah. The uncertainty is like the number one thing that I obviously did not know about or expect or anything. And I didn't grow up watching hockey or like I'm from Albany, New York. And I just feel like hockey is not really a thing. Like our high school didn't have a team. I think it was like five high schools combined had like one team maybe that no one heard about. You know what I mean? It just wasn't really a thing where I was from. Whereas like on Cape Cod, it's such a big thing. Like every boy, girl grows up like playing hockey. And so yeah, coming to BU where hockey is obviously so big. I was just like, this is a whole new world for me. I just like, didn't know anything about it. Um, I think the first hockey game I went to was my senior year at BU since Max was playing and I was like I guess I should go I started dating this guy but yeah I had like no idea what we were getting ourselves into and it's such like a learning process I feel like I learn more about hockey every single day like I'll think I know everything and he'll tell me something and I'll be like oh I didn't know that was a thing or that that worked out that way um but yeah very hectic yeah (laughs) I am so excited to share that this episode is sponsored by Viore. If you've not heard of Viore, you need to drop what you're doing right now and head to their website. I am obsessed with all the traveling that we do for hockey. Comfort is an absolute must for me, whether it's long car rides or long plane rides. And as we all know, this is a common occurrence. I need to be comfortable, bottom line. Viore actually started in Encinitas, which is my hometown, so it's been really fun to see them grow and evolve over the years. So they make premium performance apparel, which was inspired by how active everyone is in Southern California, and the quality of the clothes is unmatched. My husband and I, we love traveling in their joggers. They're just so comfortable. The quality is amazing. You know they're going to last for a really long time. And if you've not heard of Viore, make sure to head to their website right now and use the code ICE for 20% off your purchase. That's www.viore.com ICE for 20% off your purchase. To get an apartment, that's like you, you pre- you're pretty sure like you're going to stay in one place for a while. So, and then he's been in a hotel since October. So (laughs) yeah. What has that been like for you guys? So, yeah. So pretty much after his last year at BU, he was actually drafted by the Buffalo Sabres, which like no one even knows about because he's only been with the Flyers organization, Um, but they didn't sign him after BU or anything. And I don't even know if you would know, but he actually has a very crazy story that I feel like is not common where he started in the ECHL with the Reading Royals um, and just kind of worked his way up. So that was in 2019 and then got called up. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, like stayed in the American League in Lehigh, which is where our apartment is. So he's played here the past two years for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and then um, started with the Flyers, their like home opener, his NHL debut October 15th this year. And he's been up the majority of the year. So it's been like so exciting for him, but he definitely did not like see that coming. And I felt like at times I obviously believed in him so much and supported him so much. And I always felt like I saw how hard he worked and that he could do it. But yeah, we're just very, very proud of him. That's amazing. That's Mm -hmm. literally amazing that he worked his way up from the ECHL to the NHL. Wow. I, I know I didn't realize like 
how not common that is. Cause I remember when he started in Reading, like being so naive, it's like, oh, well, this is like the minor league team for the Phantoms and that's the minor league team for the Flyers. And so you just get called up and like, you can just work your way up. And he's like, yeah, but everybody wants to do that. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like everyone, like everyone's trying to get called up. Like, I think I just did it. I'm like, oh, it'll be easy. Right. And he's like, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it really isn't there. It's so competitive. There's always like, you know, new guys coming in too. And so that's honestly yeah. like crazy that that happened, but good for him. I'm sure, you know, you're so yeah. proud of him and watching his, his like journey flourish, you know, and did you wind up going to like, did you move with him right away after college? No. So his first year that he started with the Reading Royals, I was like, you know what? I just graduated from college. I'm just going to like live here with my best friend in Boston. Cause I love it here. And like, what other time in life can you just have your bestie as your roommate and just like live your best life, you know, like we had <laughs> so much fun. And he was also like, okay, this is my first year pre- playing professionally. Like I have no idea what this is going to be like. I need to just go and figure it all out on my own kind of thing. And we were just like, this will be good for us to have like a long distance moment and focus on our independence, everything like that. Even though I did visit so much because I could with obviously what I do is very flexible and I've always worked from home. So I could visit a lot, which was nice. And then I feel like we never even had the conversation of like, okay, are we moving in together? He was always, we just both kind of knew like after his first year that I would come and live with him. Um, Cause why be long distance if you don't really have to, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's been so good. And I feel so lucky. Like the apartment we found, it feels very homey. Like, I feel like we both call this home now, our apartment here in Allentown. And um, I guess we just got lucky since I think he, Oh my gosh. I can't even remember how all the contracts work. He must've signed here for a year or two and then signed the NHL contract this past year for this season and next season. Um, so we just like keep renewing this apartment and I guess I'll, we'll see like next season, if it's anything like this season, I'm sure we'll move and get an apartment in Philly, but, um, yeah, I guess we'll see. I feel like that would feel a lot more similar to Boston probably. Right. Yes. Yeah, for sure. It honestly reminds me of Boston in a lot of ways. Like it'll be different. Like it's more like tall buildings. So it gives me like New York vibe, but like smaller, more manageable, like Boston. So like, what has moving to new cities been like for you? Do you get anxiety? Are you, do you take it on as like an exciting adventure? Like what is your thought process? Yeah. I feel like I have mixed feelings because when I, when we first moved to Pennsylvania from Boston, this was September of 2020. And so obviously the world was so crazy. And I just felt like I couldn't even meet new people. Like it was so hard to make friends. And we came here honestly very prematurely for that season because the hockey season kept getting pushed back because of COVID and it didn't end up starting till like February. So we were here for like five months without any of the girlfriends or wives here yet. And I was very lonely. Like it was really sad. I remember my best friends from all over now, you know, everyone moves all over for jobs, surprised me and came and visited. And I was just sobbing and I like needed it so bad because I'm such a girl's girl. So like having trouble making new friends in new places, like really weighs on me and is so sad. So I do feel so lucky though, that I always say like our boyfriends, husbands, fiance's jobs kind of come with built-in friends, which is so nice for us, Mm -hmm. especially being somewhere new. Cause I'm like, what other job does like a guy have that you have like 
friends that are kind of built in, you know? So I exactly. feel lucky for that in season, but off season is hard with not any girls around. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like if you had to move somewhere where you didn't have that group, you know, built in, it's like, how do you, as an adult go out and make friends like in your twenties and your thirties, like it's really hard. Yeah. We always talk about how hard it is. And especially cause I work from home. I'm like, I feel like if you move somewhere new, you make friends through work, like coworkers, you can kind of branch out from there. But I'm like, I would literally just have to like ask a girl my age at Starbucks to hang out or like a workout <laughs> class. Cause I, I don't know what else I would do, you know? Yeah, you really do. I've always said like joining a yoga studio or, you know, that kind of thing, but there's also, I don't know. If you, have you ever heard of, um, co-working spaces? Yeah, I have there. They seem so cool. Cause you just, I think you pay like a monthly fee and you get to go in and there's like unlimited coffee and there's office spaces and there's like just people sitting there working, like kind of like a coffee shop vibe, but I've always thought that would be a cool way to network and meet people and stuff like that. But I'm glad that your friends came out. Cause I'm sure that felt so good to see them after like being isolated, especially with like COVID on top oh, yeah. of it too. I'm sure you feel that way too. Overseas, just being so far from like friends and family. Like it's like sad. <laughs> it is sad. And it's hard too, because, you know, with hockey, like you're, you're moving around so much and you might not ever play with the same girls again. So it's hard because like you make these close friendships over a span of like six to eight months. Right. And then if, if you're lucky, if you're not traded or, you know, sent down, sent up and having to get thrown into a whole new group. Um, but then like you, you have to go and start over and do it again the next year. So it's, it is a lot of energy. I mean, it's worth it obviously, because it literally makes such a difference in your time, wherever you're at, but it is very like, you have to pour your energy into like, you know, putting yourself out there again to a new group of people. I know it's hard. And it's so funny how you said that, like for eight months you make friends and then it can change next year because it obviously Max's first season was such like a learning experience. Cause I had no idea what to expect. And I remember meeting girls in 2019. I'm like, these are my girls. Like they remind me of my college friends. Like I love them. We're going to be besties. And then the next year their guy is not on the same team. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize that like it changes as much. Like I just had no idea that the team is so different year to year. And like, there will always be a new group of girls. And so it is sad. Like, I feel like some girls almost come into it being like standoffish or not friendly. Cause they're like, uh, whatever, like we're not going to be here next year. And it's so yeah. sad that like it changes so much. I know. And I feel like every dynamic is different, which makes it really hard. Cause I mean, like we've played in for example, when we were in Idaho and the ECHL, we were there for a few years and every year, like people are just filtering in and out. And so like mm -hmm. every, like we had the first, I guess it was like the, was it the first, no, the second year that we were there, we had such a tight knit group and then like pretty much all those people left and then a whole new group came in and it wasn't as close. And so it's, it's hard to like, mm. let, let go of that change, you know? Cause you're like, no, that yeah. was, I just want to keep this going. It's such a good, like we're all vibing. And now it's just like, it shifts. It's weird. I know. I feel lucky that I've had like any team max has been on girls have been friendly and sweet. Cause obviously I like heard things coming into it. Like girls might not be that friendly or especially if you're a girlfriend and not a wife, like girls might be rude to you. So I remember being so nervous meeting new girls with, with whatever team, but I mean, everyone's always been so sweet. So I feel lucky that I've like connected with girls easily. 
Yeah, for sure. We've been pretty lucky too. Do you find yourself like an extrovert? Like when you're going into new friend groups, do you feel like you, you know, like easily make friends or do you feel like you're a little bit more introverted and take time to warm up? I am so extroverted that it's like, <laughs> that's good. I'm, it's it, yeah. I feel lucky in situations with like meeting new girls. Like I'll get so nervous, but then like I could talk all day long and I have found, I'm so interested in like other people's lives. Like I genuinely just want to like hear about all these girls and it's crazy. Cause it'll be people from all over. So I'm always like, Oh my God, you moved from Manitoba. Like, where's even that? Like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so it's like, so cool meeting people from all over, but then I'll try to be like, okay, Gretchen, like chill because you're probably very overwhelming to these like quiet girls, you know? And I'm like, tell me everything. I want to hear about your whole life. (laughs) You know, I feel like it's like when you don't know someone too, like I'm pretty outgoing as well. Like when I meet people, I'm like, like you, I like to hear obviously people's stories, but then I'm like, Oh God, did I say, I feel like I said way too much. Like, I feel like I shared too much. I feel like, you know, I get so in my head, but I feel like it does make it a lot easier to make friends when you, you know, put yourself out there and, and like to talk. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, I come on really strong, but I (laughs) I like being expert in that way, but I feel like in a way it's kind of not hurt me, but I guess so. Like, I honestly feel like this hockey life has also forced me to be independent, just spending so much time alone, especially somewhere new. Like I ne- never would have lived in Allentown, Pennsylvania, if it wasn't for hockey, you know? Yeah. And I felt like when we first came here, I literally didn't know how to be independent and spend time on my own. I didn't even mention, but I have a twin sister and she also went to Boston university. So like until I graduated, I had never had to spend time on my own ever. Like I was always with friends, always with my twin sister. And if Max would leave, I'd be like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'd be so anxious. And so I felt like this year and like our year of long distance have been so good for me that I've learned how to like enjoy my alone time. Cause you have to be okay with being alone, especially when they're away so much for hockey, if they're on road trips or this season, Max and I are just apart, you know? Yeah. So. I've had yeah. to learn. <laughs> and like, what ways do you feel like you've gotten more independent? Oh my gosh. In every way. Like I think back to when I was 21 and I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for myself. Like my roommate would leave for the weekend and I would sit there and worry and be like, oh my gosh, what if something happens to me? Cause I'm alone. And like, she's not here. And like, like, I felt like I always needed someone there as like my security blanket or like to be safe. I don't know. It was just so weird. I think that comes with being a twin though. Cause again, I had like never been alone ever. And now like Mac showing up at my apartment, <laughs> I mean, our apartment, I'm like, you're like in my way. You're like, yeah. can you get out? Like I got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Could you like go somewhere for a little bit and then come back? I'm like, <laughs> Why is the TV on? Like I never have the TV on. Like that's loud. I'm like, can you move this? Oh my <laughs> so god! I feel like now I like enjoy my alone time so much and can appreciate it. And I like self tan and like clean the apartment and make tea and like read a book. And I never could do that before. I don't know. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so funny about the TV. My husband does that with, but with his phone, like on full blast, I'm like, could we not like, I just like quiet. <laughs> so yes, like, it drives just, me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's overwhelming hearing like the loud no- I'm like, can we not? I know it's overstimulated. I've overstimulating. I feel like my home is like such a sanctuary. So it's like, if I'm hearing all this like outside banter, I'm just like, yes. I can't take it. <laughs> Wait, does your husband play video games? He doesn't thank God, but he is just like a big, he like loves YouTube. He's always on YouTube. So 
you are so blessed that he does not play video games. <laughs> oh, I've heard. I feel like it's a big like camaraderie thing too with the guys on the team. It's like they're all like talking to each other and like playing yes. the games. I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I lucked out with that, but there's a lot of other things that are on full full volume. So (laughs) I am actually so fascinated with twins. I think that's so cool. And I think it's so unique and interesting because you're so right. It's like you grow up, you know, having someone by your side constantly and literally like, you know, in the womb, you're with your twin and pretty much until you become an adult and go your separate ways and whatever. But gosh, I feel like that would be really hard to have such a close bond with someone and then, you know, not be there in person with them all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was weird after graduating and now I'm here and she's back home in Albany where we're from and, but we're still so close and like love seeing each other and stuff. Yeah, it was definitely hard at first. And it's funny because she were opposites, like our personalities Um, I don't know if you know, I'm such a nerd about like the Myers-Briggs personality types. Like, I think they're so fascinating and we are opposite, like in every category, like we're so different yet. We're so close, but so she's so introverted and is always love spending time alone. Whereas I'm like, no, can we have a sleepover? Like I can't be alone. (laughs) (laughs) Is that like hard for you guys or does Um, it, does it work? It works, but it's hard at times. Like we can't see eye to eye. And I feel like we've grown up always been being so different, but we've had very similar interests, but I feel like as we get older, we're sort of interested in different things. And so, yeah, sometimes we'll butt heads and like, can't agree on something. Cause I'm like, how just, how do you not see it my way? But we're just so different. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Are you guys identical or fraternal? We're fraternal. Okay. Oh yeah. my gosh. I got to like, look at your profile now and look at a picture yeah. of her. I'm like, I think it's so cool. My good friend here. Um, Kristen, she actually has an identical twin and her actually, I feel like she plays, I feel like her husband plays for Philly. No way. Yeah. Her name's Carly. Oh my gosh. Wait, I, that is literally the one girl who I have not met yet this year. Yeah. Her okay. husband's TK. Possibly. <laughs> I actually don't know. Yeah, her why can't name? I think of his last name right now? but yeah 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 her name's Carly they just had a baby yes yes yeah so I'm good friends with her identical twin sister who plays here with us in Vienna and it's just so funny because they're both like living this hockey life so they have that so much in common right like with everything and the uncertainty and the lifestyle changes but yet they're so far away from each other and I'm like oh that must be so hard that is so funny I need to meet her the only reason I knew that was because another one of the other days, like another girl was saying how she has a twin. So that's why I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that is her. Yeah, that's so crazy. I feel like, it's, again, it's just such a small world. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know that her sister. So her husband plays hockey on the same team as your husband. Yes. So like the their husbands are not really, obviously they're not related. <laughs> that would be crazy. Like the brothers yeah. marrying the sisters, but like yeah. they're just coincidentally like both married to hockey players. That is so funny. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about your podcast though. So I've listened to a few episodes and you're just the title in itself. Happy hour podcast, uh, inspired me to pour myself a glass of wine. It's also eight 30 <laughs> here, but I wanted to know, like, so you obviously started your YouTube like 10 years ago and then mm-hmm. you kind of, did you want to take it to the next level and start a podcast or like, what did that look like for you? Yeah, I must have started in like 2019 and I I feel like podcasts have been a 
thing for so long, but I honestly did not even know about them until probably 2019. And I feel like now they're so big and like everyone listens to their podcasts that they like. But I think I just gotten a lot of requests from the girls that follow me being like, you should make a podcast. Like, obviously I could talk all day long. So I was like, okay, sure. And I just thought of it as like a fun way to connect with my followers, but on like a different platform. Um, so I was just like, okay, let's do it. And my best friend Taylor actually came up with happy hour podcast as like the name. And I was like, I love it. Cause that's also, I feel like the number one thing like number one, like feedback I get from my followers, just saying that they follow me or like watch my content because I'm like very positive and optimistic and they just feel more positive or something when they leave my page. So I was like, okay, happy hour. Like, let's do it. And we've just been doing it ever since. It's very, I mean, I'm sure if you've listened, it's just very like conversational, kind of like chit chat, just good vibes. Yeah, for sure. And I feel, do you find that podcasting is such a good outlet? Yeah. It's so fun. I love it. Yeah. I was so nervous to start this podcast, but it's honestly just so fun to talk to people and get to know people. Do you usually have like guests on or do you do like majority of the episodes, um, with just you? I feel like kind of half and half. Like I love having guests and then sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have so much to chit chat about on my own. Um, but yeah, I definitely love having guests on. Cause that just, like you said, it's so fun to connect with other people. And I feel like you get to know so much about someone in an hour episode. Yeah, for sure. And how do you come up with your topics? Do you just kind of share like what's going on with your life? I share a lot about like what's going on currently, especially it's always fun updating them with like hockey. I'm like, okay, now we're here. Or like now this is happening or I'm like, surprise, I'm in New Jersey. It's always like, what's going on. But, um, yeah. And sometimes I'll just be really inspired. Like I'll think about a topic and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to make an episode about that. Like love hearing about kind of what we were talking about earlier, how hard it is to make friends post-grad, like in your twenties. I feel like I talk a lot about, um, like making friends or sort of like relationships with your friends, relation, like romantic relationships, like advice. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. How, how old are you? I'm 24. Okay. So you started your YouTube when you were like 14. Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't even think like, was YouTube like a thing then? No, no. Like it was like probably only Jenna Marbles and like funny. Oh my God. Jenna Marbles. Yeah. Like I haven't back. heard that yeah. in so long. Wow. Like it was not a thing yet. Like I feel like people just watch YouTube to watch music videos or like funny viral videos. And I definitely got made fun of so much in high school. People were probably like, what the hell is she doing? And now it's funny. Cause it's like, everyone's an influencer kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So what, like, did you just start like filming random stuff or like, <laughs> like I'm, it's just funny to think about, like, cause I'm like 10 years ago, like that's a long time to be doing yeah. that. And that's amazing that you're able to turn it into a career. I know. Like I had no, it was 2012. It was, it was a whole different world because I mean, I didn't even make money for probably two years. I didn't even know you could, I was just posting videos for fun. And my best friend, who's still one of my closest friends, was showing me YouTube videos. She's like, you have to see these videos. Like, girls show makeup tutorials, like how they do their makeup or haul videos. Like, we know now we know, like, what clothes we should go get at the mall. I'm like, that's really weird. Why are you watching, like, strangers? And then I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. Like, now I know how to do my eyeshadow. Like, that's helpful. Like, and so I was like, okay, if you're not going to do it, I am. And I was in my purple bedroom. I remember when MacBooks were white, like the old white MacBook. 
and I had my white MacBook and I filmed my first video and I showed my everyday makeup tutorial, but I really just like painted my face in makeup and I probably didn't even wear makeup yet because I was 14. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And, Do you, yeah, I had braces. <laughs> oh my God. That's, are those still up there? You know, I think some of them are like, yeah, someone could easily just roast me for my old videos. Like so embarrassing. Also, it's cute. Like I feel lucky. It's almost like home videos on my channel now that we can always like look back at like, what was I doing when I was 16? Like, I guess I can go find out. (laughs) So this question just popped into my head, but do you find that you ever get caught up in like the comparison game? Yeah, for sure. But that's when you feel the worst. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel so like if you're like, you know, that's your career and you're on YouTube or you're doing, I guess not really podcast, but like your Instagram and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many, like you said, there's so many people that do it now. And do you ever find yourself like having to be like, okay, I need to take a break from this? Yeah, for sure. Like I'll definitely get burnt out and the comparison is so hard. I feel like whenever anyone's like feeling really down, it's like, okay, be honest. You're probably comparing yourself to someone else in your life or that you see on Instagram, whatever. Um, And yeah, especially now with like everyone being an influencer and like so many YouTube channels and Instagram accounts. And in a way I feel lucky. Like I'm always like, okay, I'm just lucky that I started forever ago. Cause honestly, if I started right now, like would I gain all these followers probably not like it's so saturated and you know Mm -hmm. but and I'll compare myself to like okay this person started like six months ago and they have like millions of followers or last year and I'm like I've literally been this 10 years but I hate thinking like that because I'm like I'm not them like doing my own thing and that's what matters and like yeah I might have less views or less followers than this other person but I like my loyal following. And it's actually really interesting. My audience has grown up with me. Like I can see through analytics, like my biggest demographic used to be like 13 to 17. And then it's like the 18 to 24, whatever. So it's so interesting. Like, yeah, I just feel like so many of my girls are my age and have grown up with me and really relate to me. And so I'm like, I need to compare myself because I'm just being the best I can over here. And that's all I can do. So yes, for sure. That's a good mindset. Do people ever write like rude stuff? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) How do you deal with that? Cause I feel like I, like even with my podcast, Mm -hmm. I definitely have had some like random weird messages from people. And I'm like, usually I can brush it off, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it just like really pisses you off. You're like, Oh yeah. The fact that you like sit behind your fake account and like feel like you need to write a rude comment is just like, I'm sad for you, but also like, Mm -hmm damn that stung a little I know bit. <laughs> I know I've always said I feel like I have gone in waves of like caring and not caring because I remember now I'm good like now I, it really doesn't get to me but I feel like maybe in 2020 just because I was seeing the comments more because I had more time in my hands with like everything closed and shut down they would really get to me and I'm like what is going on like I wish how I was how I was in college like people would be like you're fat and ugly whatever and I would be like I don't care but sometimes they do get to you. So it is hard, but yeah, no, people can be really awful. (laughs) That's awful. I cannot believe people write that. I think the word I've realized like now, if they're like, you're dumb, you're ugly, you're fat. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like I'm confident and I'm not, and I'm fine. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, it's all good. But the ones I've realized that get to me the most is like, people will comment negative things about people in my life or like, 
um, my personal relationships. Like if my sister's in my video, they can be like, your sister actually doesn't like you because if you look at this part of the video, like she's not listening or like this friend isn't a good friend to you because right here, she's looking at you with like a mean look. And then I'm like, maybe they are right. Like maybe this friend doesn't like me or like maybe Max is upset with me. So it's like, that's what I don't like. Cause it makes me feel like I'm going crazy. If people that's are a spiral. About, like, my personal relationships, you know, I'm like, I don't like that. Did you find like, it was that you felt like unmotivated or uninspired? Yeah. And I guess just more like sad and like heavy, but in a way I was like, Gretchen, you have to like, think of the positive. I'm always like, see the positive. Like you have so much time on your hands now because you can't even like go out to dinner or like normal things that I would do for fun, for content, like travel obviously was not happening. So I felt like I just yeah. really challenged myself to do like fun videos, like challenges at home that we could do. I remember one video I did, I like self-tanned Max and he is <laughs> red hair and is very pale. And it was just so funny. Like I just tried to keep it fun and lighthearted like that. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, good for you. That's amazing that you were able to, you know, continue doing this and make a career out of it. And um, if you have not checked it out already, make sure to go listen to the Happy Hour podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. It was nice chatting with you. And if someone wants to follow you or look you up on YouTube, where can they find you? So my YouTube is just my name, Gretchen Garrity. Um, if should I spell my last name? It's kind of confusing. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so it's Gretchen Garrity, G-R-E-T-C-H-E-N, and then Garrity G-E-R-A-G-H-T-Y. Yeah, that's that's a hard one. <laughs> Perfect. And that's your YouTube channel too. Yeah, that's my YouTube, that's my Instagram, and then Happy Hour Podcast is just that's easy to spell Happy Hour Podcast. So Okay. Find me.